Welcome to Formula Wolf on Food and Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Chef Cindy Wolf. And Cindy, it's that time. Uh, it's Christmas? No, the Easter Bunny <laughs> is showing up. What in the world is Yay! wrong with you? I love the Easter Bunny. So, spring is <laughs> arriving. It certainly is. So, and all the flowers are blooming, or they're starting to bloom, and it's really pretty out there. It smells good. Sweet. It's funny. Like, you, you have one, one warm day, and you immediately start thinking, oh, it's summertime. Oh, th- well, this is available now, and this is available now, and this what? And it's not. No, it kind of rolls not out yet. nice and slowly. You know, we're just <laughs> we're just on the other side of all the it frost possibilities. It has to grow first before we can eat it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and be taken care of. By the a things farmer. that have been growing. Yeah, that's true. You know, but yeah, yeah. but oh my goodness, that's exciting. It, but it, you, it you always want like to jump the gun, you know. Of course, but that's because we're so ready. You know, winter is affects a lot of people in different ways. But I mean, I love winter so much. But um, and I'm always sorry to see it go personally, especially this mild winter that we just had. There was n- almost no snow this year. That is no fun. Was it mild? It was mild. And then we're going to make some bold rice. Oh, my gosh. What yeah. has happened to you? Well, you, you know, I to? did learn how to talk in North Carolina, so uh, it comes through sometimes. Yes. That's wild. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's get focused on Let's just on say I, I understand everything Blake Shelton says, okay? Oh, God bless. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> your BFF. So we're Let, focusing so on let's the focus on new growth. Like favorite spring ingredients, things that that actually begin to show up well, when the weather's beginning to turn. And it is already happening because we just got in, and you're not going to believe this, Tony Foreman, but I got someone gave me ramps yesterday, and I, I worked with them. And it is the very first time since I tasted one the very first time, like 30 years ago or whatever it was, and didn't like them. And um, so, yep, we worked with ramps yesterday, and we got in beautiful... Uh, little purple spring onions that were oh, so oh, good. First, the first little onions oh, are great. Yeah, and we were doing ribeye yesterday, so it was perfect um, to have that with the um, pr- plate up that we were already doing with the ribeye. Just nice to have that beautiful grilled uh, little spring onion on there. And then the ramps we um, we put on the bison, which has uh, black-eyed peas that are cooked with a lot of spices. You know, they're a little spicy, and they have, you know, a lot of flavor, and the ramps were really, really good with the black-eyed pea broth and um, the other components on the plate. So it's fun to see those things. I've all, we also just got our first morels in. We got in our first soft shells uh, over a week ago. Let's, 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 right. let's slow your it's roll. Categor- well, it's categories. I'm not, you know. Yeah. yeah. So spring onions. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have... In Catalonia, have you had the also, calzots? Calzots, yes, with calzots, you yeah, yeah. at that place. Oh, my With smokes. all the paintings on the wall. Yeah, oh. like Gothic Cathedral to, so cool. to Sweet that, Onions. What a wonderful restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, you know, I'm not a big uh, onion person. I mean, I like regular onions, obviously, sautéed, and they have their job. But I'm not, I n- almost never eat raw onions. I really don't like raw onions. And the calzots are very strong. And I mean, but they're just absolutely well, well, delicious and amazing. I mean, they cook them on a on a like wood, wood fire, yeah. fire, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then the was that the trip we went to Echabari? I can't remember if that uh, was that trip or not. That but was it was one one I of the times I've been to Echabari. Yeah, yeah, because you know you talk about wood smoke, um, and that time of the year with the uh, with the things growing like that and well, having that smoked food there was amazing. And well, that all those vine cuttings to. Mm-hmm. To work with the, but on calzots, so the, the whole thing to me, besides 
yes, you you get you pull these spring onions, and they're pretty good sized. Yeah, and yeah. they're pretty good strength, like you yeah, said. Yeah, definitely. And all, all, like a little sweet, a little and spicy. Pretty. Oh, what a pretty color, the purple ones. But the sauce, the Romanescu that you make for that. Okay. Yeah. Is great. Oh, you need to tell us how to make that because I I love that sauce, man. I haven't had that. That has a, almonds in it. So it's a mortar and pestle sauce. It's yeah. almonds. It's almond, tomato, uh, a little garlic, lemon, smoked paprika, mm. olive oil, so and good. like crunchy salt, because the crunchy salt gives you something to grind with, right? You know, texture. So, and uh, yeah, and and you just kind of work so, everything into a paste. It's it's so uh, good. It with looks meats. a little bit like a mole or something, you know? Yeah, it does. Yes. Uh, yep. But yeah, that can be spectacular if you if you want to. Gain heat. You can always add a you know a, a, a little hot chili pepper to it. Um, if you want it to be richer, it's more olive oil. Mm-hmm. If you want it to be just a little sharper, cleaner, it's more lemon. But you literally just kind of like work it into this paste. And you like to serve it's that. It's kind of loose paste. With what? With calzones. That's oh, what you do? Oh, I thought it was you, with you the beef and no, okay, okay, no, it's almost oh, like it's just almost the like two a together. Dip. Okay, got it. It's the, yeah, it's it's almost it's like it's been a, a while dip. since yeah. I had that. Unfortunately, you, it, it's <laughs> nice to have calzots with, like you know, a, a ribeye, chuleton, or, you okay, know, the okay. big, big rib steak. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, and and the sauce works with that too. But I, I mean, honestly, the purest way to do it is. Cook those guys. That that's the first course. That's the first thing. You yeah. Know? As far as far as that recipe goes, what would you say? You know, just kind of ballpark ratio. What's is it mostly almonds and? It's probably forty fifty percent almonds. Okay. And then everything else just kind of dances with it. All right. Yeah, it's good. good. It's worth getting good almonds too. For sure. Like if you, if you want to drop the money to use Marconas. That's well. That's the that's way. Okay. Yeah, that's the way you always made it, yeah. and it's really good yeah. with the Marconas. If Definitely once in a, once in a great while you can get, like along the seacoast in Catalonia, you can get uh, the green almonds before they're mm. a little before they're ready, and they have a totally different flavor. <laughs> um, and that makes a really interesting different. It's much less smoked paprika because it can't take it. Got it. It doesn't have the 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 oil, the fat that the almonds do. Well, and and with the ramps, what do you, what do you like to do with ramps? Be very careful with them. I think a lot of times people they're so strong. It has a lot of flavor. I I don't know to for me to make like a like a maitre d'hotel butter, but <laughs> with ramps, you know, mm-hmm. we very slow cook the ramps, and in a, a little bit of butter, and just really sweat them a lot, and then. You know, grind those guys into a paste or whatever. Get rid of the stringy bits because there are lots of them. Mm-hmm. You don't want the green stuff. Okay. And yeah, and then and then roll it into a hotel butter. The ones we got yesterday were really tiny, and we just cleaned them up beautifully. That's what you, that's what you want. Yeah, they were super tiny, and um, we just we did uh, like fifty corn oil, fifty percent extra virgin, and a little salt and pepper. What? Well, no, sorry, no pepper, and um, and just grilled them quickly. They were really nice, and they smelled. They actually smelled really good. Use them as garnish for something, or yeah, for the for the bison with the black okay. eyed peas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, to have the the first ramps and the well, and and then you know the, to have the morels come in, that's makes me absolutely so happy. So morels, it's funny, but morels are a wonderful ingredient, and they're kind of like 
it's really hard to like after truffles is a mushroom, which is definitely its own thing. You know, is it for you morels or, or porcini's? Did you prefer? I, I love both of them. I, I don't love right. one yeah, more one, than one the other. One is spring, one is fall. Exactly. I love them both, and I mean, you just have to know how to work with both of them, and and hope that the porcini in particular doesn't have you know worms. That's the biggest thing with that, but. Um, you know, with the with the uh, morel because they have all those little pockets. You got to clean them. You really have to clean them. I mean, the ones we got in actually looked really great. They were very fresh. They were really pretty. They had little obvious dirt on. I had to. I mean, it took me over an hour to wash them. You got to dig sand out of yeah, them. Yeah, it's all sand exactly. And um, but they were really, really. I mean, once I got them cleaned and dry. Um, you know, drain them nicely, let them sit. I mean, it was probably closer to two hours before I was actually cooking them. And um, because, you know, once you wash them that many times, you really need to let them drain and um, drain in a way that they're not draining over each other. You almost, you know, need like a hotel pan with a perforated hotel pan is a really great way or a really big sieve if you have a large quantity, which obviously ever, is what we ever work with. Try drying them out a little bit quicker, a little bit like using a blow dryer. Put your convection oven on very low. Yeah, we 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 do that. And just kind of get the the forced air. To... I've actually stopped doing it. I used to always do that with morels, um, but I've just de- I've decided I just don't want them to cook without the butter. Um, so, I I I've just been draining them, and um, it's working out fine. So, I have a feeling you run your oven hotter to do that kind of thing than I do. Probably I, not really. You know, you I did tend them to yesterday. run hotter than I. Yeah, tend. but yesterday I did three hundred. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I did them yesterday at 350, so I don't I don't go any higher than oh, that, okay. and I do it on a convection oven, but but on convected oven, but not uh, any higher than 350. I w- I wouldn't cook mushrooms any hotter than that. Yeah, no. In an oven, yeah, but yeah, the morels. The edges get all crunchy and right, and you don't want that. Um, you just want to realize their flavor and get the moisture out and allow them to begin to caramelize so that they have a good texture. And you know, we're cooking them again after that because we're a restaurant. So, you know, that's not the first, that's not the last time we're cooking them. You know, if you're cooking at home, you're going to roast them in the oven and then you're going to eat them. So you're going to cook them a little bit longer in the oven than we do. I think one of my all-time favorite dishes that ever had anywhere was uh, in Ancy. And mm-hmm. and it was probably, it was like early June. So that was really, uh, was in Ancy uh, up in the Savoie in France. And Del was very small. I think she was three and we're at this restaurant in Terroir, a small little village along the lake. And man, the dish on the menu was like that was described as morel uh, classique, you know, just classic morel. So, I, what is that? I asked the description. So it's a fricasse mm. of morels, well, and, and you know they hold a lot of moisture. So I'm like, that's a how long? I said, no, the secret is how big is the pan? Exactly. So they showed me this enormous, you know, that like pan that I would use to cook like huge rib steaks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that copper pan? Yeah. With like a pound of morels in it. Okay. Yeah, it's just they, it, the moisture evaporates so quickly and they very, don't sit it, on top of each other. It's very low heat and they just bounce and bounce. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, some sweet shallot in there, you know, just like that. Obviously, they sweat it in the butter first. And mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Such a treat. A, and the sauce with it was there was a little bit blanc on the plate, and then they'd made a reduction. It was like a veal stock reduction, mm-hmm. but it was not all the way down. 
with a little bit of vanjon. Oh, good. You know, which which has that nice. tastes almost like sherry, right? Right. And uh, and definitely, they used some of the stems and stuff to give some mushroom yeah, nice. essence to the stock. And that was their, that's a signature thing that Pierre Bis is the name of the restaurant. Okay, all right. Auberge Pierre good. Bis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a two slime Michelin yeah. now. Okay, good. Um, a very hot shot young chef. Um, Jean Suplice is his name. But this is the one dish he's held over on the menu. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. From all of the, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, from all the generations of that place from the 30s. That's good. I'm glad. And uh, Del and I sat and ate, and they brought a dinner plate, <laughs> like a big, like 13-inch dinner plate, in a small mound, mm. like burial mound of okay, morel mushrooms. Oof, that sounds and good. And just the aroma. Yeah, I'm sure it was beautiful. Oh. Did you eat them all? We, uh, Del and I ate them all. We <laughs> just about split them. The three-year-old eating. Oh, wow. Eating. <sighs> That's so great. Oh, oh, what a great gosh. way to grow up. That's great exposure, Tony. She loved those things. That That's awesome. Hmm. And she was taking, she was making, <laughs> taking pieces of baguette, uh, you know, dip it in the butter. That's fun. On the plate. Good. Put mushrooms inside, roll it over, <laughs> make a little sandwich. I'm like, that's my child. Yum. I love a sandwich. Yeah, I, we what we Everardo was making uh, spaghetti alla chitara, and so uh, we decided to do the morels with lobster and a little bit of lardon and a white wine and shallot cream. Sounds awful. Oh my god! <laughs> it came into the, the first one came into the window, and I looked at him and I said. Uh, I think the chef would like one of these. <laughs> I had not eaten, so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have. Oh, that's great. Delicious. Yeah, we've never done. That's great. Well, the wo- a dish like that. So the the woodsy intensity of the mushroom, the sweetness and the punch of the lobster. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I hope the people that had it enjoyed it. That's great. We were very excited. I, I about it. I have a funny feeling they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's that 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 opportunity. Um, to have things like that starting to come in. And it does seem a bit yeah. early to me, but, you know, we've had a weird, mild winter, and I think some, well, not everyone in our country has. Well, some, some things sure. it's going to make a di- Like, morels have a lot more to do with fires and, and, you know, the pattern of rain. The things that actually require the sun, it's like every year we get a hot year, we get a cool year. People always ask me, when is asparagus coming? When's asparagus coming? Yeah, I wonder when when's it's, asparagus when coming? it's going to start. And for the last 25 years, I've told you, <laughs> between the 20th 24th. and 25th oh, of yeah, April. Yeah, the, I always think it's going to be the 24th. Okay, yeah, the 20th and the 25th. <laughs> yeah, all right. And this year has been warm. What about the secret tomato guy? Have you talked to him? We were talking about I, that at menu meeting. I, the I have, day. and, and he, his production has been down. He, oh, oh, no. They had oh. a bad windstorm that tore up one of his uh, oh, that's a shame. facilities, yeah. Okay. So that's when he when he gets a little more online, then he'll get something to me, or I'll I'll go down there and find his farm again and, and get them. Okay. Um, but so I, I call Lisa Godfrey. I'm like, well, it's a mild winter. Like even myself, I'm fooling myself. <laughs> hey, Lisa. So <laughs> She's like, how's it looking? No. She's like, well, it's a little cold still. <laughs> but you know, in about. Two and a half to three weeks. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you mean the 20th to the 25th of April? <laughs> She's like, yep. Yeah, all right, cool. I hang up the phone. I'm like, oh, Foreman, you're such a knucklehead. Mm. The sun is still the same distance away. <laughs> it still requires chlorophyll, you know, like right. for the. Well, 
well, we're all for those plants to finish. Yeah, it's exciting. But that's that's coming, and we'll do. A lot of years we've done special asparagus programs, just kind of like celebrate it and talk all things asparagus and recipes. And so we're not going to like jump all over that. No, no. Right here, right now, mm-hmm. but. But just know it's coming. Though, man, asparagus and morels. Yeah, I love asparagus and morels. That's a great thing. Morels also bag really good wine, really interesting wine. Either mature, you know, it's either austere white burgundy or more mature red burgundy. So, you know, like a, a white um, Pernod Vergilas or Bone Premier Cru or something like that. Mm-hmm. So a little bit firmer, a little bit more mineral, a little less sort of tropical. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it picks up all the, all all the undertones and the the mushroom and and the reds. You you want the mature ones that are not just so fruity that they have secondary aromas and flavors and and then you get this intermingling and that's can be woo. Really amazing. Oh, morels and cream. Oh, definitely. Morels and cream. I like morels and polenta too. I mean, that we started doing that pretty consistent consistently last year. It was unbelievably well because we have so many people wanting vegetable courses now, which is, you know, since you and I started in this business. It's a very different thing, and it's very exciting that people are super excited and happy to get vegetable courses. So if you get, you have to make the morels, but in the style of Lamy Louis, mm. um, yeah. as like a ridiculous big side dish. I will never forget. You know, <laughs> that morels in cream. Yeah. With you know, with some with some stock production. Definitely. In this vat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Copper vat. Oh my gosh. From like the. 1400s or something. I mean, their pans are hundreds of years old. It's crazy. Maybe not. It's not. Anyway, we, we, we come back on from the wolf on food and wine. Besides trying to figure out the source of their pans, um, we're going to spend more time on spring ingredients and spring recipes and even a few wines for spring on WIPR. Welcome back to Formula Wolf on Food and Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Chef Cindy Wolf. And Cindy and I are talking about spring. We're talking about our favorite spring ingredients. Mm-hmm. Things that are beginning to be realistic to get. Yes. It's time for babies. What? Baby lettuces, <laughs> oh. baby vegetables. Let's talk babies. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I know some people having some. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like everybody's having yeah. a baby. Congratulations, Giovanni. Yeah, yeah. And Zulma. And Zulma, yeah. It's Actually, amazing. a lot more congratulations, Zulma. And Giovanni, nice. Oh. <laughs> well, she did the work. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, for the baby things, you know, to get the baby lettuces is such a treat. And I grew them for the first time last year in my my garden. And, oh, my gosh, it was just, like, prolific. I had no idea. They just kept coming back and coming back. Yep. I thought it was like you picked them and that was the end of it. Well, the difference between getting wow. lettuce right so out of fun. the ground, mm-hmm. uh, one – you have to wash it like crazy. Oh, for sure. Um, two, it's so crisp, crisp and crunchy, yeah. and 
like oh, it, it has a real so presence. Amazing and so it's not just, these like floppy, you know, right. cute leaves. Yeah, that have been sitting in a plastic container in the grocery store for it, God knows it, how long. It takes two or three times as much dressing to dress a salad, have it feel dressed for sure, properly. For sure, yeah. If you have really good greens, that's the other yeah. thing that. Well, and especially if you want it to feel a little bit like it wilted, you, then you really do need to add more dressing, you know, wilted in a good way. But yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe. And then eventually I just kind of stopped picking the lettuce and then it shot up and that was interesting to see what happens to the plant when it just kind of goes to seed. And um, I mean, it was like a tree at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so so. I, I got, uh, it's funny, they're not baby lettuces, but I got my first dandelion greens. Oh, good. Uh, I have a spring. farm where you could come and pick some if you want. Oh man, <laughs> they're everywhere right now. Did a uh, so dandelion greens didn't wilt them, but you know they're they can be pretty fibrous. Yeah, so you have definitely. To, so and and these are young; they're smaller. They're not they're not like the giant as long as your arm kind of dandelion greens that mm-hmm. you know someone's Italian grandmother stews on on the uh, oven for a while. But the very simple green apple. Sliced, mm. shallot sliced thin, uh, you know, like a standard red wine vinaigrette that you, that you make mm-hmm. with red wine vinegar, a neutral oil, little Dijon mustard, a little shallot, black pepper, salt. Replace half the red wine vinegar with balsamico, but just the balsamico condimento, not the heavy duty thick right. stuff. Okay, but just because it has that umami taste. And because of the strength and the and the, the bitterness and a little sweetness from the from the time in the wood, and it, really interesting. I've never I was just sort of playing with that idea with the dandelion. I'm like, oh, you guys get along. Well, the dandelion's so sharp; it would be nice to have that little bit of tone of sort of sweetness. Yeah, even well, it's and, not the, and the green apples are there too, but, but everything is reductive. like. You know, sweet and sharp and crunchy and yeah, that sounds good. Well, yeah, was, you need something great. to stand up to the dandelion green. That's for sure. And, and it takes a lot of dressing and yeah, and and let it stand dressed. You see for some a, pork confit on there, that would be delish. Yeah, or yeah, mm. crispy, lots of things. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Go ahead. So, in a slightly different topic. We got in mm-hmm. our first jumbo lump crab meat today, and I did a dish yesterday that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to add the crab meat to, which is we got in some gorgeous wild Alaskan halibut yesterday. Oh, oh the halibut God. we've been getting oh. is so good. Oh, and so what I did, I'm like- That's what I, I, that, I took home some halibut and cooked for the girls last night. I bet they loved it. Deli, two adult portions. Wow, that's amazing. And, and She's nine. That's great. So I, I, I had- I was portioning the fish and cleaning it up and everything, and I had some trim, and I'm like, oh, you know, I had rockfish trim and and uh, and halibut, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll make a little fish uh, soup with this, and started thinking about it while I was cutting um, the fish and everything, and, and uh, I put a pan on, got it hot with corn oil, and I popped that fish, and I seasoned it. Oh, well, as, as, the, as the little trim pieces sat there, I put them in a bowl with just a tiny bit, tiny bit of extra virgin and a little bit more corn oil and a, just a small piece of rosemary and salt and pepper. So it just kind of sat in there while I was cutting the fish. Um, and um, and then I put the pan on, got it hot, and, and cooked it off. And the moment I smelled that fish, I'm like, oh, I, I, I need to eat some of this. And then the more I ate it, the more I'm like, oh, this needs paper-thin slices of jalapeno, paper-thin slices of shallot, and you know how much I hate raw onion, and fresh lime juice. And that was it. That's I mean, that's 
that's and I served it last night. I've never done you know obviously not little pieces, but a a, a seared piece of halibut, and that's all. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And then as we were, because it was a you know a good sized piece of halibut, we basted it at the end with fresh rosemary and butter, and just baste 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 and out it came, and then hit it with the fresh lime, the finely done uh, jalapeno and cilantro, uh, part, shallot, pardon me. And, oh my God, it was so good, but I can just see doing some crab meat on top of there tonight. Just a little bit, but we're also going to make I like the halibut so much that, you know, like with yesterday, the girls love, this time of the year is the first time that you can begin to get little cherry tomatoes from like further south from here mm-hmm. that actually smell and taste like tomatoes to some extent. You know, uh, and if you flash them in a pan for a second, they pop with sweetness and they're nice. So little have last night for them was a little half cherry tomatoes, a uh, little half blanched sugar peas, mm. uh, a, a little bit of sweet onion, and just really like I, I took cop, copper hand, copper pan, got it super hot, uh, turned the fire off, throw those guys in there for a minute. It, with a little bit, with a little bit of oil, tossed mm-hmm. it around, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, I'd made a, for the fish. I made a, a beurre blanc, believe it or not, <laughs> um, which I don't often do something like that at home. Yeah, uh, but I'd gotten there was decent fresh mint. Oh, good at market. So nice. that was really nice with the tomatoes and the <laughs> and the uh, sugar peas. It's funny. I'm fish. really into sugar peas right now. I haven't used them in probably over twenty five years. Really? Yeah, because we used to use them all the time at Savannah with the beef. And then I just kind of was tired of them. And then I think I might have used them when we first opened Charleston. But, oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm just so – I, I started making soup with them, the whole pea as well. As, you know, obviously, we're garnishing a bunch of things. We're garnishing wow. the lobster ravioli with the peas. and That's that's the big school lunch snack right now for the girls. What? Uh, carrot sticks, sugar peas, and they'll started to eat radishes. Oh, well, good for her. Yeah, that's like, moving forward. Uh, you'd be the one kid in your whole class eating <laughs> radishes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that sugar peas. Oh my gosh, that soup turns out so pretty. It's almost as if it's aerated. When you all we do is saute onion and shallot and butter, you know, and work that. Absolutely no caramelization, just until it's nice and tender, and then add uh, cream and salt and pepper. And you know, once that's done, I simply throw in the sugar peas and puree it in the blender immediately and strain it a couple of times. That's it. And it's gorgeous. And the, you know, nothing reduces. It's not thick in any way. It's it's yeah. basically almost the same consistency as the cream when it comes out of the container. Well, honestly, you, you're, using, you're using the fibers of the sugar peas and, and, and the pea itself as your thickener, right? Yeah. Because well, you're using a high-speed blender. Right. And it's strained. But yes, you get yeah. all the pieces out. But yeah, yeah sure. But some of it is pureed in and remains. And it's just, oh my gosh. It's just, I, I've, I've had a bunch of customers just kind of freak out over how good it is. You know, people just, you know, I understand it. Surprise at something that seems so simple that it could be that. And that's that's the fun of cooking. There, there's there's your, you need to have some fun with sugar peas and that nice crab meat that came. Yeah, that would be fun. We, we, we have some beautiful you know, ones in there. And we have fresh English peas and we have fava beans right now too, which is also exciting. Favas are a favorite snack oh. of mine just to eat yeah. as a raw. They're twice as bad as peanuts because you have to crack it and then you have to take the inside skin off. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. You have to take them out of their pod and then take their shell off, basically. Right? If you can be hardcore about it, you get a little bit of like sea salt and 
dip one on a bit in there. Oh, yeah, I love that. I'll never forget just having that in like Spain. Peanuts. Yeah, when we, we were at, uh, what was it, uh, Pepe's place. And uh, that's what they gave us. When the we were, Abbas, yeah. Yeah, having the, uh, and then, well, we had the slow-cooked ones there, too. Oh, my gosh. That's one of my favorite things I've ever eaten was that dish at the at uh, his place, the cava. And the fava beans start coming in. Very simple risotto with favas. One of my favorites. Can be just great. Yeah, we're, we're doing one. Actually, Everardo started making this risotto. Uh, you know, we're making basically a spinach stock, if you will. Put water on with salt, bring it up to a boil, and then, again, just put it in the blender, add the spinach in the blender, and puree it and strain it. And we're using that to make the the risotto verde and then we're garnishing it with the fresh English peas and the favas and oh my and and now we're going to add a little bit of spinach fresh spinach to it as well but man that is so bright and beautiful uh, well, we obviously we add lemon juice to it we add reggiano to the risotto and I mean it's just beautiful onion shallot really really pretty butter butter and butter. more butter yep yeah it's good so yeah the crab meat coming in you know getting the first soft shells uh, like I said it was just over a week ago and they were beautiful, um, you know. And I'm not sure what's going to happen this year with crab meat. I, I think know. you have to put a crab cake uh, sandwich on your menu. Sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I think you make a sandwich with two fried green tomatoes. Well, that we we do make a crab cakes. You know, we do the the crab and lobster sandwich, right? Yeah. With the green tomatoes. Okay. All right. No, but literally, like like a little crispy crab cake. Oh, we could do that. You know? All right. Yeah. You just need to figure out the right sort of mustard sauce. <laughs> well, ever and and I are also we need to talk about whether or not we're going to do one of my favorite things I did it was probably been three years ago was take a scallop cut it in half put it in the bottom of a uh, of a of a, a scallop shell a huge shell you know and put crab mix over the top and just hit it with a little butter and roast it in the oven oh my god I mean you know I know that's it, it, crab gratin is pretty typical but you know if you make it right and don't put too much breadcrumb in there and season it you know just mildly and everything shines about the crab meat and you have that scallop tucked in underneath oof it is some kind of fun well that's the other the other crab thing that's showing up the very beginning of soft shells so what size it's funny people always like oh it looks small like what like what size uh, do you think what, what do you think is the best flavor? What do you I prefer? Do, I really do like whales. I think you know they're kind of big for us for our portions, but uh, no one's going to complain. And um, yeah, they're just it's nice to have that beautiful piece of lump meat in there. But they're th I think they're the best. You know, meat to sh you know new shell ratio. Uh, yeah. Being a kid growing up here, soft shells often with French fries. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Was just like a fun, like everything fried, you know. That's funny. Yeah, I, I, you know, I I never had a soft shell until my mom and dad moved to Charleston, South Carolina, and I will no actually I told one of my cooks this story the other day because my mother, having grown up in York, Pennsylvania, grew up eating soft shells like you did, and um, she loves them, and she was so excited when she saw them on the menu. We ordered them, and I'm like, what in the world is this? And then I went to eat it, and the shell was hard. I mean, you know, it was more firm than it should have been. Yeah, that's... And I'm like, these are disgusting. You, you have to... <laughs> yeah, it took forever for me Pro to eat... Provenance it. is important. Yeah, yeah, it took forever for me to eat another one later on in life. I, you know, I was like eight, 18 years old at the time, but... I think that's my girls. Like, if I break off a piece of one, they'll eat it, crunch it right up. But if they're just looking at it on a plate, <laughs> Dad... <laughs> Do we have to eat this? <laughs> Dad, that's a fried spider. I'm not oh. eating that. Uh, yeah, I get it. 
I get it. We're coming to the end of oysters now. Like now's the last time well, to really get oysters. Yeah, eat them while you can, and then now the new things are opening up. That's. I'll I'll give my oldest credit. I mean, I I started having oysters when I was little, little little, five six years old. She finally last summer. Was it last summer? We got some Pacific oysters that were quite good and tiny. That's always helpful. And she, and she ate a couple. She's like, that's cute. Also disgusting, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so so recently, like at the peak of the season, you know, it's like February, and uh, I, I got some, you know, some pretty good-sized guys, these oysters from Maine. And she's like, Dad, mm. each one is like three times the size of your eye. Oh. I'm not putting that in my mouth. <laughs> like, kid, you're just talking yourself out of oysters forever. Wow. It's one of the best things in the world. I love oysters. Love them. Anyway, we come back on Formula Wolf on Food and Wine. It's more spring ingredients, and we'll try not to mourn the passing of oysters and mm-hmm. other winter goodies on Formula Wolf on Food and Wine on WYPR. Welcome back to Formula Wolf on Food and Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Chef Cindy Wolf. And Cindy, we, we jumped right past, like I got sidetracked by dandelion greens. Mm-hmm. And then we just ran away from the whole <laughs> baby question. So we're talking about spring favorite ingredients. Yes. And baby vegetables and baby lettuces are definitely high on that list. So what do you look forward to? What, what, do, you, what do you want to do right now? Oh, a- a- anything really that's, coming in um you know you know well, I, I mean you're looking forward to baby rutabagas are you looking forward uh, to I, i'm i'm definitely looking forward to zucchini I, I you know and i know that's like middle summer but i can't wait you're pushing it yeah. i know you're pushing i know it. i know i really can't really think of any baby vegetables that are going to be here soon what do you have i mean like what do you artichokes. think artichokes oh baby artichokes it's the time really oh yeah that's not true yes where <laughs> okay. From all over the south, where they grow them. All right. Well, I would like some baby artichokes. So, okay. Talk to talk to the the people in the south. <laughs> produce gods. Yeah. The, I love baby artichokes. I love um, artichokes. Period. I just like working with them. I mean, that's that for me. That whole thing stemmed from having um, Guy Savoy's uh, artichoke soup with truffle the the very first time, and then multiple times after that, and. Um, you know, I, I fell in love with artichokes because of him. And 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 actually, when I first started working in in uh, uh, let me re say that. And actually, when I first started working, I worked for a lady that was from her family was from Italy, and she made a uh, salad with artichokes and lemon and Reggiano, and it was just it was good extra virgin olive oil, which. I wonder where she was getting back then. Um, and, I mean, it was just such a beautiful, vibrant thing. I had never eaten anything like that at that time. And so, yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that's, you know, we'll, we'll serve 
the classic Roman version, which is just like cut very small artichokes, very young, you know, take out the choke, all of it, very, very thin, and toss with a lot of pecorino, lemon, good oil. It's so good. And yeah. Ugh. When it's it's like it's like bitter and crunchy and wonderful. And a little salty because of the of the pecorino and it and the fruit, the like the the balancing thing is the wine for it. You know, if it's frascati, if it's um a, a fresher trebbiano or honestly suave, suave for both asparagus mm. and for that that principal grape garganega for both asparagus and artichokes too does incredibly well. I it likes bitter vegetables. It do, it balances them. I wonder if in Italy they only have the wild asparagus that we had. You know, do they grow asparagus like we do, I wonder? Because th- those wild pieces of asparagus, long, 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 and little oh, thin sp- ones, whoo, that's just like one a of, spaghetti like Itaro with just uh, butter and wild asparagus. One of the, the greatest asparagus. things to eat, period, ever. Yeah. Wow. Well, and also, I love that combination of the the olive oil, the lemon, the reggiano, or whatever, pecorino, whatever, and the artichokes so much, we ended up doing a gratin for rockfish uh, at one point. And I did add a little bit of, um, you know, beautiful mayonnaise with it to hold it together for in the gratin dish. And we just, you know, put a tiny bit of breadcrumb on top and then baked it in the oven and grilled the rockfish and put it on top. And, oh, it was just perfection. I mean, it was just delicious, especially with, I can see halibut on there. Yeah. Yeah, artichokes, baby artichokes. Okay. Yeah, we've made all kinds of little pastries with, uh, like, artichoke, artichoke, and garlic filling. Mm-hmm. Though, honestly, I think artichokes, to me, they're my favorite. Lamb's is, lamb is so strong mm-hmm. um, compared to a lot of other meat, and it can actually handle vegetables with more personality. Sure. And if you're going to have the simple, you know, like spring lamb, you know, natural roasting jeu on a plate, just artichoke bottoms, mm-hmm. like artichoke bottoms, pearl onions. Yummy. You know, that little, little, pretty little white mushrooms. You know, nice saute of those guys as a garnish. and You're done. Yeah. Every year we make a rabbit dish somewhere oh, on I, Easter. I will never forget and the year people, I didn't even think about it. The people get. We're like, what? Like, <laughs> it amuses me greatly. Well, now we laugh about and it. And rabbit's delicious. Yeah, Ever and I talk about it. Oh, but it's not coming everyone up likes on the April. Idea. We should get some rabbits in. No, we don't do it anymore. <laughs> After that one time I did it and didn't think about it, no, I'll never serve rabbit anywhere near Easter again. But it is fun to talk about. Oh, man, that's the result. Kitchen humor. That's the result. When the, when the first fresh peas come, mm-hmm. the little tiny guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, rabbit. Oh, my gosh. Rabbit. Oh, my gosh. Make rabbit confit with the hind legs and yeah, yes, and stock, stock with the carcass. and Right. Use, nope. the, use that for the risotto. Yeah, the, we, we've been we've been pretty regularly prior to now grilling the loins and making risotto with that, and then we've been roasting the forelegs and the hind legs obviously separately because I cook at totally different times, and um, just light rosemary, um, good kosher salt and pepper, and a light oil, and it's just so again so simple. But man, oh man, when you get good rabbit, it is so delicious. We are talking about rabbit on Easter now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Like I said, happy Easter. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, talk boy. about turkey on Thanksgiving. Children. Right? So, <laughs> so, for you, with baby lettuces, mm-hmm. just to finish up the baby segment of this, 
Favorite dressings, favorite presentation, favorite okay. varieties. Okay, so Duff Goldman, Ace of Cakes, just reminded me. He, he texted me the other day and said, Chef, what was that dressing you used to put on Hearts of Palm I want to make it for um, for his holiday? Uh, and um, I thought he was talking about, because I used to do, remember, I think it was a, well, wherever it was, I used to do a red wine mayonnaise, you know, sort of vinaigrette yeah. thing for yeah. it. And so that's the recipe I sent him. He was like, no, it had herbs in it. I'm like, oh, I remember now. You're talking about the ch- raspberry chai vinaigrette, which is also really beautiful with baby lettuces. Because, you know, yeah, it has a little bit of shallot in it and a little bit of chive, but it has raspberry vinegar, and it's really pretty. And it's a clinging one. You know, it's 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 a true vinaigrette. It has an egg in it. So it's... um. It's, I use a whole egg when I do this instead of just a yolk. I just like it that way. It, it, the vinaigrette comes out a little bit lighter, prettier that way. And um, uh, we put a pinch, no more, a pinch of cayenne pepper. We use raspberry vinegar. You almost, you know, you get that going in the blender, add the chives, um, puree the chives really quickly, and uh, like a tiny bit of shallot, and then add corn oil and salt and pepper. That's it. And it's so pretty. So that's really good with Yeah, it's just kind of lightly tangy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gorgeous. And the other dressing we're doing right now is sort of a play on Caesar, um, so with no garlic in it, um, but it's Reggiano, uh, f- lots of fresh basil, fresh lime juice, and a neutral oil for sure. We don't put any extra virgin in. We use all corn oil and a whole egg and salt and pepper. And we do put a pinch of cayenne in there too. And um, man, that dressing with the basil Reggiano is just delicious. And that would be great with, I can't think of any baby lettuce that would be available that wouldn't that wouldn't be good with. But yeah, those sort of herby, citrusy or you know light vinegary you know especially the the raspberry chai vinaigrette what you and you can always add fresh raspberries to the raspberry chai vinaigrette but you just have to strain it that's the only thing i'll tell you my my girls maybe their favorite spring ingredient are the little new potatoes that come Mm, yeah yeah because they're so creamy right yes they always want olive oil crushed potatoes so literally just boil them in their jackets and while they're warm, in a bowl, lots of extra virgin salt. Yes. You're done. Yes. Yeah. Squish everything with a fork. I did that the other day, but I I did add some butter, um, and it was I did it for the the bronzino prep that we were doing, and it was it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, the new potatoes. I'm, I'm kind of you know putting my notes together to again work on a cookbook. And I was going through my family history notes that I wrote down many years ago when my father was still alive. And um, I, I sat and talked to my mom and dad about all the stuff they remembered from childhood. And my mom talked about exactly that. She said, we, we were always so excited because my grandfather always had a garden out back. Well, of course, they also grew up during the Great Depression so and World War II. And they always had a garden, so they would have food, basically. And um, my mom talked about how that was, you know, one of the signs of summer coming. And... Um, <clears throat> they would have fresh strawberries. And my grandfather used to make hand crank uh, ice cream. Um, he loved sweets. You know, I, I can. Oh, I will, strawberries. Oh, he made great strawberry ice cream. I mean, he made his own root beer. He made, I mean, all kinds of, they made everything. My my Virginia guys should be bringing us first strawberries on the 23rd. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. Oh. You know, when they first come, the way that they, the aroma. Oh. It's magical. Well, you get, you know, 35 flats in your Volvo. <laughs> if you can. Close the windows and, like, go to sleep in there and you'll wake up a strawberry. I mean, oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to that. That's exciting. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I might make some strawberry ice cream in honor of my grandfather then because um, that sounds good. Yeah, my grandfather, I, I always was amazed by him because he got away with everything. He actually swore, which was shocking in my family. And my, I mean, I know my grandmother was not happy with him, but, you know, he got away with it. And the other thing was, was that he would eat cake. He would eat the icing first and then eat the cake. And I was just always so impressed with him that he was allowed to do that. I'm like, wow. Your mom definitely would not allow you to oh, do that. Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, it's fine. Of all the things that, that girls look forward to with strawberries, the simplest are usually the ones that they're like, just a strawberry salad. Just mm. a very simple strawberry salad. Good. That's you know, nice. And My favorite strawberries and savignon. I just love strawberries and savignon. I mean, I, I don't need anything else. So good, especially if you make it with, you know, instead of marsala, make it with Madeira. I really like it with Madeira instead. You know the other thing you can do when the first strawberries come? It no. smells so good and what? so sweet. Tell me. So tasty. Jeez, oh, what? Make strawberry margaritas. Oh, ooh, that sounds good. Oh, I've never had anything like that. Yeah. How do you do that? What do you put in there? Use your fancy high-speed blender. Okay. Tequila. Okay. Cointreau. Ooh, I love Cointreau. A whole lot of strawberries. Any lime or anything? Some ice. Squeeze a bunch of fresh lime in there. Ooh. Blend the bejesus out of it. <laughs> put in a big silly cup. Give someone else your car keys. Yep. And pour yourself one of those margaritas. Oh, that's fun. Salt the rim if so you what like. What kind of tequila do you use to make something like that? I don't know anything about tequila. I mean, there are, lot, it there are lots. Does That's that's a hot spirit. There are a lot of fancy brands now on those things. Right. For me, I think Herradura is as good. They're, that's so, silver tequila is what you want. What does that mean? Mixed drink like that. It's it's not aged. It it doesn't uh, have a oaky or. Yeah, it doesn't have a really like developed. Flavors, really pure agave flavor. Is there so. smoke smoking involved in the process of making tequila? Um, Do they smoke the barrels or something? You're thinking or? of mezcal. Oh, okay. Mezcal. Sorry. Okay. Which, when it's good, can be super interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And when it's not good, can be super like gasoline. There's, there's all kinds of things with strawberries that are good fun that you can do this time of the year. Yeah. Strawberry salad with little little fresh crumble, crumble goat cheese is great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A fresh crumble goat cheese and a little I little like basil. strawberries and lemon verbena together. A little lemon verbena dressing. There's no verbena yet, though. No. I just drove by my old house before the show today to see to, what was happening to my old plants. I was stalking my old garden. You're robbing your old garden? It's all, I didn't say I was robbing it. <laughs> <laughs> I just drove by to look at it, and those plants are dead, dead, dead. Uh, that's oh, what happens. I had like 20, 20 lemon verbena plants there. Well, that's all we've got time for. <laughs> Please leave your neighbors alone. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. If you want to listen to this or any other one of our episodes, go to the WIPR website, WIPR.org. Look for the Foreman Wolf page, and there's a menu of goodies right there. If you want to correspond with us via email, it's foremanwolf at wipr.org. To follow Chef Cindy Wolf on social media. You can follow me on Instagram as Chef Wolf and on Facebook as Cindy Wolf. My Instagram is the real Tony Foreman. And thanks for listening. Happy Sunday. Mm -hmm.